0: Hello. Hi guys and welcome to episode three.
1: Oh wow, we're on episode three already. That means we've done this for like six weeks.
0: Exactly. How are you finding it?
1: It's um it's an experience.
0: I love that. I love that. I love that. It's
1: definitely something that's outside my comfort zone. Mm. Um Yeah. I'm not used to speaking
0: like on a mic. Same.
1: Singing yes, speaking no.
0: Oh yeah, guys, Monet sings and she's fucking <laughs> amazing into at
1: that. it. Oh no, we will not get into that. She's fucking amazing <laughs> at it, and no, one day,
0: one day you guys are gonna hear her. But again, in her own time, she's an amazing singer.
1: Don't set the people
0: up for disappointment. I said in their own time, <laughs> in their own time, in their own time. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I love a good question. <laughs> Um, oh, the wine this, is not bad. This wine is disgusting. No, it's not. Well, it's twelve percent, bitch. It's gonna make us. Do, it's gonna like. Do A percentage doesn't us,
1: make it nice.
0: You're right. Oh, right that kind right, of right, that hit
1: the chest, though. I might get back in at that. I like. you understand? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go home and do work, but okay. <laughs> right, yeah. go on. Sorry, back to your question.
0: Okay, yes. Yeah, so I have one question. Um. So there's something that's been like dawning on me. Like, for, like, a really long time. Okay. And it's, um, regarding exorcisms. Oh, my God. Look, she's taking it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Well, you All guys right. already know you should be listening to Swipe yourself Subway in the it. Dark. Get into it. But, um, you know, a lot of recorded exorcisms and, you know, um, whatever's happened. Do you believe that it's demon possession or just a result of psychosis or a mental illness? An unresolved one
1: yeah it's a hard one it's a hard one because i wouldn't mm. say that i wouldn't i don't believe in bad spirits or yeah even like the fact that they might have like how can i put this like they have the ability to possess i don't i wouldn't say i don't believe in that however i think historically especially before um like there was more research around mental health and like there was a lot of stigma around it and even there is to like this day Mm. I think it's easy to kind of think that you know your child is possessed yeah um especially (laughs) if you're religious it's probably sometimes even easier to kind of think oh my my child is possessed versus you know my child has a a mental illness yeah and so I think at times Mm. it definitely could have been mental illness yeah. or you know anything anything else like any other disorder or movement disorder anything like that but I do think there's possible like, there's possibilities that people can be possessed I just don't I don't know how I feel about exorcisms because I just feel like yeah. there's been so much bad things that have happened as mm-hmm. well to people that have like had exorcisms and end up dying and all these type of things so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know I don't I think it's a hard one I think majority of the time it's probably likely that you know they might have a mental break in some sort of way mm-hmm. but I'm never going to say I don't believe in possessions because I do f- I do think that there's definitely bad spirits and bad energies out there yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah.
1: ooh yeah. What, what like what brought all of this on
0: um I don't believe that humans have the power to flush out bad spirits mm. and I think that's why it's always been a question as to whether that's the case you know there, there's been several stories from since the beginning of time you know um, whether it's western whether it's Africa, whether it's Caribbean you know it's just very easy to blame the devil mm-hmm. basically and I, I sometimes believe that it's a cop out and I think the reason as to why that is is because um mental health is so overlooked i want to speak for my community i think mental health is just over, like really overlooked it's just now that we're breaking that stigma and we're talking about it yeah but so, it's still
1: not fully destigmatized either is yeah,
0: it? yeah yeah exactly so um you know I, like, i've read a couple of stories about exorcisms and you know it's resulted in the person that was being exercised like dying and stuff like that and you know when you read up the autopsies the person died of possession am um, not possession. Sorry, <laughs> the person died of starvation. Mm-hmm. um The person was beat for mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that like, the person was exhausted, and they, you know, it's it's literally torture. You're literally torturing someone, yeah. but throwing the word God in front of it. Yeah. So to like to me, I believe that it is mental illness. I I'm sorry, like I I don't believe that a human human beings have the power to exercise any bad spirit out of someone, maybe outside of a house, maybe, you know, the right rituals Mm. or, you know, the right prayers, but regarding a child or a young woman or a young, like, man or whatever, no, like, I don't that. I definitely
1: agree. I think, I don't think, like, anybody, even if they are from, like, church or anything like that or from a, like, like, high up in a religious community Mm. has the power to do so. I think people Mm. definitely might become possessed or even like i don't know touched by bad spirits at times Mm. but i i agree i don't think that that's actually something that's even like feasible in terms of you know if if it was always that easy then like i don't
0: know i think to me okay let's say someone is possessor. no offense but your pastor that you you give your tithe and your offering to that has the expensive suits and the nice cars yeah he doesn't it's not in his cv for him to flush out anything <laughs> you know he's gonna like no offense but I, I believe that a lot of people they end up swindled or they end up like getting fucked over because they have a, an issue in their hands and I think it's sometimes very easy to... uh, It's very easy to to be like, it's the devil. It was the devil. It was the devil. This Mm -hmm. is the devil. Do you know what I mean? Um, But there's a lot of people out there that had a lot of unresolved mental illnesses and um, a lot of people... Some people don't don't do their research. They don't know what they're dealing with. You know, someone could have psychosis, bipolar, schizophrenia, and you're not doing your research about it, you're just instantly blaming someone who you feel like is easy. Someone, something. But... Yeah, that's my take on it (laughs) interesting
1: yeah man i know about all of that i don't Mm. i don't think i don't know i don't know i'm not i wouldn't say i'm super super religious anyway yeah but i i don't think that that's something that yeah like you said a human being has the power to do Mm -hmm. um if they had that power i feel like is that stupid like if you have that power then why don't you have the power to just keep them at bay anyway Mm. like I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I...
0: I wasn't prepared for this question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know me. I love to spring questions on you. But, um... Again, I... A human being doesn't have that much power to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, you know, first but I believe a lot of these priests and pastors are winging it. Like, they've been like, you know, let's, let's, let me keep saying this and let me keep doing this. And, again, let me remind you that this... Some of these things are seen as a form of torture. Like, so If you look at some exorcisms, like it's seen as a form of torture. And When you keep beating on someone, they're going to say no until they say yes, mm. thinking that it will stop. And you think, oh my God, I've got to break you through. Exactly, I'm speaking, to, exactly. I'm speaking to, to someone possessed. But in all realness, they want you to stop. And if they're suffering from a mental break, they're probably confused about what's going on. And I believe that when people go into mental breaks, it's, we become children. Mm. it's like when your mom tells you did you steal something when you were younger you're like no 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 but she's hitting on you and you're finally gonna be like you know what yeah i did it yeah do you know what i mean and i believe that a lot of these people that's what happens to them but um these poor people you know yeah it's just sad it's just it really it really really just saddens me um
1: I don't believe oh, yeah. in all of that anyway, you know. I I I don't. Like exorcisms either. and all of that, it's just. I, yeah. I don't believe it.
0: I think it's criminal. To be fair. Yeah, it I shouldn't, don't. Be allowed.
1: I don't believe in it still. I'm sorry. I think there's definitely bad energies. Bad energies stay far away. <laughs> wow! Wow! She really shut her eyes and really felt that. Felt that octave. <laughs> yeah now they're around man they're around but like you said i don't think anybody on this on this ground other than god himself is able to do anything exactly about that exactly exactly yeah
0: no (sighs) on a separate oh but um -hmm. yeah (laughs) do you have anything to add before we go into this i
1: don't have anything to add to the exorcism thing but I mean yeah, as I always know. I'd like to ask how your week is going. What you've been up to?
0: Um, my week has been crazy. Like I feel like I haven't sat down for like a hot sec. There's just like a whole heap of things that I'm trying to do. Um I don't want to speak to I don't, don't want to speak um about it yet, but um there's just some things coming up. So, you know, hopefully I can speak about it another time.
1: Mm, keep those cards close to your chest.
0: Yes, what about you?
1: girl same same in a way there's a couple Mm. things like that i'm working on um outside of work which is it's a it's a it takes a toll on you in it especially when you're working nine to five and then you gotta try and have the like the energy to work on your other projects or whatever do you know what i mean so like that's a lot but that's adulting yeah as I always say, it's a fucking scam. I want a refund. Adulting is a scam. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Who told us to rush towards this, Doug? It is fucked.
0: Adulting is a scam. It is. Um, It's almost Sagittarius season. <laughs> it
1: is. It is almost Sagittarius season, which means it's time for us to turn the fuck up. Yeah. Um...
0: I've just had such an exceptional year. I always say this, guys. I know I say this, like, all the time, but I've just had such an ex- exceptional year that if I decide not to celebrate my birthday this year, I'll actually be okay because I'm blessed enough to be surrounded by people that I love so much, people that have always showed up for me, um, and people that I'll just do anything for, people that like, I will ride for for anything. Um, so, to if I'm even able to be surrounded by them by the end of the year, that's already a blessing in itself. That's the best present for Aww, me, you know? <laughs> You're such a sweetheart. I know, especially when I'm drunk in it. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: wine goes to your head Farsi. you know, like
0: that. that and other mean. places, but we'll talk about that another time.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, also, pop- no, I wouldn't even say popular culture, Yeah. but uh, news, I guess. Yeah. Um, in the news today, I just saw that what was that I just saw? I just saw that a poor little girl, age of five, was murdered by her mother in West London, in Ealing. Uh, like, when I, when I see stuff like that, like, <clears throat> I don't even know how to react, because looking at this beautiful child, how do you do stuff like that? Like, what what is wrong with you? Like, and what hurts me as well is that there's many and many people that really will go through hell and like hell and earth wait no wait hold on does that make sense they're really hell go... and back <laughs> <That's it. laughs> they're really okay. go to it's hell okay. and back just to try and conceive and then there's people like this that have beautiful children and like destroy destroy their lives and like just probably not even probably just definitely didn't deserve them like it's just it's just heartbreaking and then um to that little girl I just I just, as a tribute, I just wanna like say rest in peace because mm, yeah. it's it's just awful and this world this so world vile. can be so horrible and vile and really fucked and messed up. And a lot of the time we are always scared of strangers and people that you walk past on the street or you mm. see things like literally what we talk about on here, which is just like could you imagine if that ever happened? Or could you imagine meeting somebody like that and unfortunately there's people very close to home. That yeah. could be your friends, could yeah. be your family, could be your yeah. own parents. That could do the absolute unspeakable. And yeah, so to that little girl, hope you're resting in in peace, beautiful lass.
0: Um, I just have so much things to add onto that. Um, I always say to you, Mene, like my issue with a lot of adults is that they channel their anger onto their kids. Sometimes, like they're like ops mm. do you know what i mean I, I always tell you that a lot of us or a lot of people you know your first bully is your mom or your first bully is your dad um a lot of these parents will have the patience for someone barging them on the streets
1: mm.
0: but you want to take your anger out on a child how old was she five five years that's old. not a life that's five not a life old. and it really angers and upsets me because what could a five-year-old fucking do that pushes you to taking her life?
1: I don't know. And you know what it is? I don't know if it's, it was violent or what, but the fact is the matter, you were so not a parent, yeah. so neglectful, and yeah, just weren't doing what you, what you should have done as a person, as a, as a parent, as a human being to protect this child. And it's just very sad. It is,
0: it's really sad. And on top of that, i don't like fights that are not fair mm. god knows what that what what that child went through only god knows what that child went through but that's not a fair fight no it isn't of course not it's just it, and to me it's just really sad and on top of that you know you were talking about it could be your, your neighbors and family and blah blah, blah stuff, but listen let me tell you something um it doesn't matter how nice steve from next door is And how much he, you know, waves his hand at you and, you know, offers you Halloween sweets and, you know, um, offers you flowers when you lose a family member. You Mm. don't know what Steve does in his basement. You don't know who Steve brings home. It's true. You don't know um, what Steve has in his um, panic room, Mm -hmm. for example. You have no idea. Mm -hmm. When it comes to your neighbours, friends, families, you don't know. Um... very very sad you know because i'm pretty sure that when like that road that street was made aware that you know a child was killed in the in the household the first thing they were probably thinking was that firstly because that was in west london we're from an affluent place that that one affluent part of london for one and two she showed no signs of Mm. of anything like that and again it goes back to my point with adults having poise for other adults Mm. but having the energy for their kids
1: yeah Definitely and you see it a lot. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's really sad and really unfortunate. So yeah, mm-hmm. I send all my love and my love, thoughts and my... prayers oh, baby. to those that loved and cared about her, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um one thing I did want to actually you know what <laughs> before I jump into my story.
0: Okay.
1: Talking of paranormal activity, I am sure. convinced, yeah, that someone lives
0: in my loft. Mene, firstly, yeah, I didn't know that you had a loft. <laughs> okay, guys, when
1: I told Cindy I had a loft, yeah, bear in mind, I've known this this girl <laughs> for the best part of 10 years. This girl did not know I had a loft. Like, she's like, where's your loft? Duh. Like, dude, you must have seen the loft. I never saw that. You have to have seen the loft. Like, have the loft. Like, you have to have seen, like, the little opening. Like, you know, like, the little square on, like, the ceiling. You've, no. never, seen, you've never seen me go up there. Mm-hmm. Probably because I stay away from it and it's closest to my room in my house so but every so often i do hear some like footsteps up there and i'm not sure if it's if if it's next door Mm. and like them like just walking around and i'm thinking that it's somebody upstairs you know it is i talk about all these these um you know topics with you Mm. i watch a hell of a lot of true crime and horror but if i hear it, it also i think they just might be pigeons on the roof what if it's owls I heard owls move mad, you know, and also their thing. head can turn around, is not it? Yeah. Like is it all? Is it not, It's not three sixty though. Mm,
0: not one eighty, man.
1: No, as in, as in, it's not like three sixty. As in, that like it can turn all the way around to the front again.
0: That's a one eighty. Three sixty is twice.
1: No, Cindy. I know what I'm, you're trying to say. If I'm looking at you, and my head is swiveled all the way around from the right, like to the right to the, to to the left and back is,
0: is this what you're talking about a That's full a three, circle a full circle a full, a full circle, circle is 360. no a full circle cindy? is 180. nice no, if, you turn, around, so cindy, if
1: no. you turn around so this is what it does cindy no comme no. Comme, no don't don't, don't. You're in french now so, um wait
0: 180 <laughs> is a turnaround and then three. 180 you know is half you're the, right okay you're right because right. you know what <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna cut that out someone's
1: definitely doing their 360 head above me in the loft and it might be an owl but it also could be emily rose Was didn't her head swivel around and shit
0: Exorcism. bitch you're talking about the exorcist the you see how line. i brought that back full circle bitch oh God, okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: i'm feeling a little lightheaded all right, all right listen so
1: s- stay off the drink i went first last week
0: Should we flip a coin to see who goes first? No, I'll go first. Are you sure?
1: It's fine, it's fine. All right, because, boy, I don't know about my story, so it's best that you go.
0: Okay. (laughs) So, today we're going to do something that was ruled as a solved and case closed, but because it was circulating around Twitter and, you know, the family of the victim is still not yet, about four years ago, um, the family's kind of still not satisfied about... um, the ruling of the child's death.
1: Oh, I know where we're going with this.
0: Yeah. Um, I know where we're going with this. We are going with the unfortunate death of Kenika Jenkins. And okay. can I just Can I just I didn't pick this story. Um, God, I remember that
1: on Twitter. Fuck. Yeah, it was
0: crazy. That
1: was a really, really eerie case.
0: It was, and you know, even even when I was when I had to do my research, I was just kind of like. Put the like the, the hair on the back of my neck like up. Oh it was just it was just really sad and on top of that I think it was really sad because the family it was like they were gaslit. Yeah. Like, oh well it's not that serious and you know, yeah. obviously you wanna you wanna know what happened to your baby and Damn, yeah. we
1: should have left this one till last. Sorry. Mine's not as exciting.
0: Yeah. But a special shout out to Paps. Thank you for helping me choose this. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're a sweetheart. Um I love you dearly. So hmm. Special shout-out to you, so...
1: Champagne (laughs) Papi.
0: Renee, you're a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Okay, we don't call him that. That's all we call him. um... Alright,
1: alright. Alright, let's restart, let's reset. let's reset. Five, four, three, two, one. Do you ever feel not so fresh down there?
0: (laughs) Well, shop at...
1: <laughs> we are. are we are definitely leaving, leaving, leaving that in. Are we are definitely heart leaving heart that in. Things, oh my god,
0: that is jokes. <laughs> you, you like completely. I said I wasn't going to drink with you. <laughs> you completely killed my. I was ready to do a whole advert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow okay let's get back on okay no no for real for real thank you
0: to paps for real for real so the sources used for this uh were from soapbox wikipedia and a documentary on mtv if you have the chance to please look at it. it is um very tragic the whole thing is just really sad very so let's get into it very painful on september 8th of 2017 19 year old kanika jenkins was found dead in a walk-in freezer of the crown plaza hotel in rosemont illinois after a hotel party she was reported missing a day after the event her death was ruled as accidental and the result of hypothermia alcohol and topiramate topiramate is some kind of substance was found in her system i don't know how to say it forgive me (laughs) was found in her system uh, and was thought to have hastened the effects of hyperthermia sustained by Jenkins remaining inside the freezer. So sad. So sad. While the Rosemont Police Department did not suspect foul play, they stated that the investigation was incomplete. The Jenkins family and friends have criticized the initial police response and a lawsuit was subs- subsequently filed against the hotel and others. So let's get a little background on Kanika Jenkins. <clears throat> Let me put my glasses on cuz I don't know what I think what I think this is. I'm a low, I'm an old lady, guys, like. So I'm I am old. Okay. Look, I am that cute. slug from Monster Zinc. Thank you. There was a slug in Monsters Zinc, bro.
1: Like, why I'm looking at you like that is because that slug was really ugly. You really going to say that's what you look like? Wow. Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so here's a little background about the victim. Kanika Jenkins was born on May 27, 1998 to Teresa Martin in Chicago. Growing up, it was said Kanika had a bright, beautiful smile and she was very smart and responsible. Her favourite colour was purple and she was 5'5 and 159 pounds at 19 years old. Kanika's mother had just had breast surgery due to cancer and Kanika was supposed to be watching out for her. She had a very good relationship with her mother. On September 8th, 2017, the night of, that everything occurred. Mm-hmm. Kanika told her mother that she was going to go out with some friends. She told her that they would be going bowling and then to a movie to celebrate her getting a job at a nursing home. Oh. Kanika borrowed her mum's car and left the house at 11 pm. Kanika and three of her friends did not go out to the bowling alley or to the movie that night.
1: Uh, and the thing is, right? Who didn't lie to their parents when they were kids or, you know, teenagers about where they were going? Yeah. You were were going somewhere you know you shouldn't have been, but you're not going to tell your parents that. Yeah. And how many teenagers do that? I know I definitely did that. Mm -hmm. I did that shit guilty as fuck. Yeah. Like, so, bless her. She's probably just thinking, you know, I'm going to go to a party or whatever. Yeah. Live her life and just come back home, you know? So sad.
0: So sad. So sad, sis they instead went to a party on the ninth floor of the crown plaza chicago o'hare hotel in rosemont illinois security footage shows the group entering from a side entrance around 1am at 1 30 a.m Kanika sent a text to her sister the last her family would ever hear from her there the group of friends shared snapchats and facebook live videos of the party but it was clear that the girls were not happy at the party it was said that the males at the party would Aggressively flirt with them even after they told them to back off. An acquaintance who arrived at the party noticed that Jenkins appeared to be swaying back and forth as she embraced him in a hug. Several witnesses saw her partake in drinking cognac but did not see her partake in taking any marijuana or other drugs. Mm-hmm. Another witness reported that Jenkins wasn't acting like her usual self, noting that she would dance a little, but later appeared to be sad and went to go and sit down. Now, what I see from that is it could be typical because, you know, her mum just had surgery for breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So her moods could be up and down. And if she was really close to her mum and whatnot, firstly, she's lying to her mum. And well she's
1: probably lying to her mum even more so because she doesn't want to worry her mum after everything the mum's just been through.
0: Exactly. Like, you know, something like a like an ailment or a terminal illness in the family, like it you know, it definitely daunts on the kids. Mm. Like it's it's a lot. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. So she could have been the life of the party one minute and she could have been like, I'm actually dealing with someone that had mm-hmm. a terminal illness or that beat that it's sad. You know, the the, the This story actually is, like, it really touches my heart. Like, it actually really touches my heart because Mm. there's just no answers.
1: And it's so sad as well because her mum has just, like, gone through this, you know, very, very traumatic surgery. You know, this traumatic illness. And then as you're recovering from that, you've now lost your daughter. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't even understand how somebody can even begin to process that. You know, those two things are so traumatic in themselves, you know, separate to each other. So to have Mm. all of that and for, for, you know, for somebody to take that on, God, like, yeah, just, man, I have no words, man. That's really, 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 that's really hard.
0: I think, you know, regarding a parent losing their child, you shouldn't bury your child. I mean, you you shouldn't Mm. bury your parent, but you definitely shouldn't bury your child because... You know what it is with parents? They may not be perfect, but they've lived through the shit. They've seen a lot. And with children, like with kids, their kids, it doesn't matter what age they go, you're just never ready. And 19 is not the age to go, you know?
1: Of course not. And the thing is with parents is you expect to bury them one day. That's that's the circle of life, right? You understand that, you know, even now as I'm getting older, I'm like, crap, like... I see my parents and they're getting older, man. And I start worrying about them in ways that I never used to worry about them because the understanding is, is that as we get older, they'll get older. You know, there'll be elderly people one day. we'll have to look after them and then unfortunately they'll pass. And, you know, our our kids will start thinking of us in the same way, but you never will prepare yourself for, you know, carrying a child for nine months and thinking one day you're going to have to bury them. That's not, that's not what, you know, life is about. That's not what, you know, we're taught to kind of accept as the norm Mm. and it shouldn't be the norm. And so yeah, it's it's just very very sad. It is.
0: You're gonna have to give me a minute when Are you it doing comes friends? to. No, I'm not going to. I'll be fine. But you're gonna have to give me a minute when it comes to this story because, you know, this is a tragic death of a young woman and a young black woman at mm-hmm. that. So, if I do take a lot of pauses with this, it's just simply because nineteen is not the age to go.
1: No, definitely not.
0: I'm sorry. Like I don't mean to get emotional about this. But it's a sister, is it?
1: Yeah, at 19 years of age, my God. And at 19, like, you think you're a growing person, yeah. but you haven't even started living life yet. I was I was reading a tweet, I think, the other day, which was, like, when you read, like, that Tupac and Aaliyah and everybody like that, like, mm. died, you know, mid-20s. We're mid like mid. We're literally mid-20s, yeah. And I only feel, like, really now, am I like, OK, I'm starting my life, do you know what I mean? Like i'm an adult and i've got certain things happening in life where i start you know looking forward to certain things in my life as an adult but
0: that's true
1: i feel like only even us we've only really started to kind of understand ourselves and start really living um to be to be you know a teenager coming into your early 20s and to to not even be able to see them is is yeah it's it's very heartbreaking
0: who are you telling who are you actually telling well I'm gonna continue with this one. This is really I'm sorry, but like if I do, just give me a minute. It's um, okay, I'll come over <clears throat> and give you a cuddle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Drink my wine. So <laughs> you know, um, okay. <laughs> she was briefly seen with others walking through one of the halls in the hotel. Camera footage later surfaced of Jenkins staggering near the front desk at 3.20 a.m. Mm-hmm. Witnesses stated that they seen Jenkins, they had seen Jenkins at the party on the ninth floor of the hotel teresa martin her mother said the daughter's friends had called her at 4am saturday to say they had lost track of jenkins in the hotel and left after they were unable to find her sorry Mm.
1: yeah you know what i'm gonna say in it go on bro and you can never blame victims or even victims friends at times because you're probably just thinking yeah you know I'll, i'll holler at her later bro if you go somewhere with your brethren, you leave with them. You have to exactly. leave with your brethren, Sindh. There's never been a time where I've been like, "Raw, I can't find Cindy." But you know what? That's mad. <laughs>
0: you lot, I'm same way. Take baby. care. Like,
1: I'm no, I'm way, staying baby. there till the cleaners come. Carl, we have to find you, regardless. Exactly. I come And bro, the one thing I always think of is fam. If I've gone somewhere with my brethren, yeah, or anybody that I love or care about,
0: yeah,
1: and I don't come back out with you what the f am I gonna say to her parents
0: and that's and and this is this is my thing you know with this situation as well like they called the the mum at 4 a.m mm. you know what they should have done like I think personally they should have split like there were some people that stayed behind and some people that had gone to that to, to the house and spoke to the parents and said mm. all right look She's been gone for X amount of times. We don't know what to do. We're at the hotel, blah, blah. Yeah. blah. I knew it would incriminate them and they'd get in trouble because they've been, they've been drinking and smoking weed. Yeah. But you know, it's past that now. Someone is missing. It's past that.
1: Yeah. That's the other thing as well. Like you <clears throat> said, they're drinking, smoking weed. You got to remember also this is America. So at nineteen, yeah. you're not even supposed to be drinking, remember? So it? yeah, it's twenty one. <laughs> so for us, we're thinking, oh yeah, it's calm. We could just tell your parents, oh look, Mom, look, I had a drink. I'm not gonna lie, I smoked a little bit. But bro, you're not supposed to be doing any of that anyway yeah, at, yeah. at the age of 19 so they're probably shook like road. i don't even want to get in trouble do you know what i mean and unfortunately when you're a teenager that's the things that you do think of which is just like oh what am i gonna do if this or that and the core part of you is probably thinking she's gonna turn up that's the thing but unfortunately that wasn't the case in in it, this matter. it
0: wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't
1: god i remember that video like yeah. this this story really messes me up because we all not saw it in real time but within days of this happening it was viral on twitter
0: it did it, you know it did go viral and everybody, everybody came with their theories and you know we'll, we'll get we'll get into the okay theories, yeah? okay <laughs> we'll all right we'll let into me into not the skip ahead you go you go, go on, on. <laughs> on. <laughs> um <clears throat> They lost track of Jenkins in a hotel and left after they were unable to find her. This is another thing I don't like. They left when they were unable to find her. You're mm. not leaving to go anywhere. No. If you were, if you guys were big like big people and you know you wanted to do big man things like drink and smoke, you can stay in the hotel until your friend shows up. So was she really yeah. your friend for you to be like, ah, we can't find her, bye. And then you're calling the mum and the mum saying, I haven't seen her either. Where are you going? The
1: thing is, though, if it's a hotel, say yeah, and you've searched, bro, and she's not in that, you, you think she's not in the hotel, the next assumption you'd make is, oh, she's probably left or she's left with somebody. That's what, that's the assumption. I wouldn't personally leave somebody. Like, if I've come with you, yeah. I have to, I have to scour the place before, like, police don't have to come. You have to come to this place before I can leave. Do
0: you understand? Like I thought to, I feel like to me, yeah. <laughs> I used to be so like quiet, like almost mute. I I, I used to suck my thumb, and basically, mm. stop. <laughs> so, if my mum would place me in a room in the in, in the corner of a room in the in the sofa, that's where you'll find me. And the reason that's where I'm relating it to where I'm like old enough now, because mm. if she says I'm coming back, you know, no stranger could pick me up from the corner of that uh, that room. Mm. no one can come and say I've got sweet sweet, i got this at the front my mum told me to wait here I'm waiting here because I came with her mm. I'm leaving with her and it just relates back to, to now when I'm older I don't care if my friends like you know I'm going to the shop with this guy you better guess what I'm staying put I'm staying put I don't care how drunk I am myself you know you'll hear me like <laughs> you'll hear me like slurring my words and I'll be like yo where where I'm waiting for my friend my friend my friend yeah that is very like it's just, it's just how I am basically. But um, let's get back to the story because we're going
1: off topic. We've had this conversation yeah. where we're just like, bro, at 14 I did this, at 15 yeah, I did yeah. this, at 16 I did this. There's many a times where you just don't have caution like yeah. you would now. Like there's mm. many a times where I should have been kidnapped. I definitely mm, should have been kidnapped.
0: Mm, Getting
1: mm. into random people's cars, thinking like just being super naive and thinking the best mm. in people. Oh, do you want a lift, bro? I could, if, if Ted Bundy was on the streets, I would have got snatched up.
0: Fam. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'll never forget, yeah, this one time um, I needed a lighter. And I was on my way to meet someone. I don't remember. But this man was like to me, Yeah, I've got one. It's in my house. And I walked into this man's house, went up the stairs, and stood by the door. Come, buddy. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: I thought it was gonna be one of your murderous stories.
0: Get out of here! No, I saw that one. We're gonna yeah. to edit a lot of that. Well, we are gonna have to edit because you made me sound like a witch, man. I'm like, we're gonna have to edit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Like, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the friends stated that they were in the car. Teresa had lent her daughter for the night, and they had Jenkins's phone. Teresa headed to the hotel around five a.m. Saturday, trying to find her daughter. Hotel staff told her they needed a missing persons report from police before they start reviewing surveillance videos from the premises
1: I would have, all hell would have broke loose in that bitch All hell would have broke loose in that bitch Because if somebody really cared, as a fucking hotel manager for example And you know that that 19 year old girl um, Are you a minor still in America? I feel like you're not a minor maybe because you're over 18, but she's a young girl. I don't
0: know the laws, but yeah.
1: Um, It's gone missing in my hotel. I'm sorry. Like, at this point, she could have still been alive in the hotel. Go and look at... Go and review the fucking footage. Go and see if you can find her. Why are you waiting for the police to come and do a missing persons report? Doesn't someone have to be missing for at least 48 hours for it to be a a, a missing... Is it 24?
0: I think it's 24,
1: but don't quote me. So you want to wait till tonight just to review the footage when you're in the hotel at the moment and have access to the cameras exactly. does it make sense?
0: exactly but they have to take precaution in it and sometimes it's not the right precaution because morally we think that it's wrong but, the precaution um, is to slap everybody up, sorry that's true but I've worked <laughs> in um, not to get personal but I've, I've been in I was in the hospitality industry and I was sexually harassed and when I had to make the report about what happened one close friend of mine she allowed me to see the footage and she got a bollocking for it because it was like people are not allowed to see it until police is involved they have we have to go the legal route because if it's just a civilian we we don't know what we're watching but with me it would have been like i'm making up the story as it goes along like because i've seen it do you understand but with someone like this in, in this issue like there has to be legal, like, legal stuff involved because Crown Plaza could have turned around and sued her. Mm, it's true. Do you know what I mean? It's true. So it's sad, but you got to think... We're thinking from a moral perspective, but from a legal perspective, nobody wants lawsuits. I just
1: you know? feel like even if he didn't... I don't know. I don't know. It's, like, give me a picture of your child. Maybe I can't show you the, the CCTV footage, but I can, as a manager, go and watch it watch it back and be like okay maybe this is her let me look in this area of the of the yeah. hotel yeah. like people there's workarounds for these type of things if people care enough there's loopholes where you can actually i don't know make shit happen cuz yeah. i i couldn't know that a child is missing in my in that like kind establishment that i work in and know that i you know could have the power to maybe see CCTV footage and maybe find out at least in a vicinity where this where this person is and not do anything about it like Nah, if I won't get into race, but nah, I'm sorry. The, oh the, the urgency, the urgency of it, moment. the urgency of it for me,
0: nah. Ah, uh, babe, it's always, it's always about race, which is why, again, this story really does sadden me because But we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll honestly get into that. Um, <clears throat> okay, cool. So, let's go into the video. So Teresa then called the Rosemont Police Department and was told to wait a few hours before filing the report to see if Jenkins turned up. So again, she goes to the Crown Plaza and they're like, well, you know, we can't show you the footage until you file the police report. Mm-hmm. And then she follows up the police and they're like, well, hold on, um, you've got to wait a few more hours before filing the report in case she turns up. Imagine the mum, she must be fucking frantic. Fam. So the hotel management stated that they could not provide access to video footage from the night before until police reported that. I said that. Mm-hmm. Um... Family members later characterized the initial police response as lacking in urgency. A first check of camera footage that focused on entrances and exits turned up with nothing. But at 10 p.m., police spotted a footage of Jenkins stumbling through the hotel. Now, I think this is the 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 footage that went viral it on was, Twitter, yeah, where you can basically see Kanika Jenkins. I think there's some hashtags, guys. Um, you can see for yourself. I won't I won't be adding it onto the Instagram post because again it's just a little too sad and invasive yeah it is invasive um and you can just kind of see her just stumbling through like like the hotel um clearly intoxicated she's paralytic basically she can't stand straight and she's just kind of like hitting like wall to wall one wall and walking to the other and hitting the other wall she's just not in um of same mind Mm -hmm. let me take a minute again (laughs) sorry (laughs) i'm sorry guys i'm i'm sorry um so her whereabouts remained unknown until she was found in the hotel's walking freezer and pronounced dead at 12 48 a.m on sunday she was found lying face down on her side with one shoe off there was no sign of trauma other than a small cut on her foot the temperature inside the freezer was found to be 34 Degrees Fahrenheit, hmm. approximately two hours after the door had been left open. I'm gonna read that again. The temperature inside the freezer was found to be 34 degrees Fahrenheit, which is approximately two hours after the doors had been left open.
1: So it was 34 degrees Fahrenheit, even after the door had been left open for two hours. So essentially, I guess it's
0: okay. So that's it wouldn't about... have made any sense whether the door was open or closed. Is that what they're trying to indicate?
1: No, I think the fact is, is that two hours after it, two hours... Basically, if it's 34 degrees Fahrenheit, mm. I just calculate it, it's like one degree Celsius, right? Yeah. It's so it's like Celsius. one... It's one degree Celsius even after the door has been open for two hours.
0: So she didn't stand a chance? Is that what they're trying to indicate? I don't
1: know if the door was, was, was shut before, but I I from, from that conversation, or yeah. sorry, from that sentence, I would just assume that If the door is shut, then it means it was even colder in there. Do you know what I mean? So if it's one degree while it's been open for two hours, could you imagine how cold it is when the door is actually shut? That's like definitely below freezing. Without all the hot air being let in, for example. I don't know. That's how I interpreted it. Very sad.
0: I'm sorry. I just need a minute. So let's go on to the investigation. The freezer, which was on and working, was described as a walk-in freezer within a walk-in cooler and was part of an unused kitchen. Lights were apparently turned off in both chambers when she entered them. Questions remained as to why the freezer was turned on although it was reportedly being leased out to a restaurant using space in the hotel. Okay. Motion-detecting security cameras showed Jenkins staggering, apparently intoxicated, through the hotel's hallways eventually arriving in the kitchen where she rounded a corner towards the freezer the freezer door itself was out of camera's sight after this the police sent out a second search team to look for her and follow her last known steps kanika had gone into an elevator and taken it down to the lower level of the hotel where she stumbled out and down the hallway She seen walking upstairs and into another hallway at one point she's walking into the men's bathroom. She eventually found her way to a kitchen that was under renovation and not being used. The last known footage shows her walking through this kitchen back towards a double freezer. The video does not show her walking into the freezer, but it's speculated she opened the door, walked in, and couldn't find her way out again. Oh, shit. It was reported to be a double freezer, a cooler in the front, and a second door leading to the freezer area. On October 6, 2017, the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office ruled Jenkins' death as a suicide. The autopsy report found no illegal drugs in Jenkins' system, but her blood alcohol level was found to be 0.112, which is high on a breathalyzer. Okay. Traces of topiramate, topiramate, it's American so they definitely say it like that <laughs> no, it's a complicate over there <laughs> a drug used to treat epilepsy and migraine headaches were found in her system although she was never prescribed this medication so I'm about to go off on a tangent okay I don't care if your favourite rapper takes Xanax or mm-hmm. codeine or any of these um, these pills that are subscribed to someone don't join that hype They're saying that what was found in her system to pyramid, I'm going to name it that if it's not that, is used for people that have epilepsy and migraine headaches. She was never prescribed that. So whoever she might have been surrounded by was like hey yo, take this.
1: Yep, you know that's right. You know that's right.
0: Don't think that because you can, don't think that you, you can mix alcohol and you'll be fine. That and medication is not on. You don't... Like, I believe that... Do you know what it is with some of us? We believe that we're all in perfect health and we're fine because we look like that on the outside. Mm-hmm. But in all realness, you don't know what you're putting into your system. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to go off like this, but it just really upsets me. We just... We literally just lost an actor from the... The actor from The Wire. I was about to say this, yeah. Do you this, understand? Yeah. We literally just lost lost him to what? What was it that he took?
1: I believe it was fentanyl. fentanyl. Yep.
0: Yeah. You see? Just because it sounds cool or you've tried it before mm-hmm. and it relaxed you to, to, to it, and it put you to sleep, you know, it doesn't mean that the second or third or fourth or fifth time you'll be lucky. Exactly. You know, my partner told me that that
1: weekend when Michael K. Williams died, yeah. two other people died from the same fentanyl. I don't know if it was a bad batch or I don't know. But apparently people have just been dying on, on a matting because of that drug. Like, I don't know what it is about those kind of scary drugs. And I'll be the last person to sit and talk about drugs. Do you know what I mean? You know, like teenager times or even into your twenties or whatever, you will experiment with loads of different things or whatever. If you do that, cool. But fam, you have to take, you know, due diligence, you like, and understand what you're going to take or, or like, it's just, it's just insanity. Like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, weed is the best drug. But I damn sure would be, happier having a smoke of weed than all these fentanyls and all these different things which all these
0: compound chemicals and it's very very scary. It is scary and the re and a lot of these and this is why you know that, that shit is synthetic because things like fentanyl or tapiramate which was which this girl has which which this girl took it is prescribed to people. Mm. I'm not gonna sit there and be like oh you know all pharmaceuticals are bad. It's prescribed for a reason. But why are you using
1: it? Yeah, the same way codeine is, is. Um, I was going to say subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> the same way um, codeine That's is subscribed. subscribed. To
0: people. Exactly, like,
1: like... That doesn't mean, like, listen, all all of these drugs, I'm sure even fentanyl, I'm not sure what the, what it does, yeah. but I'm sure it's, if in whatever dosage you're supposed to have it, it is for a, a medical reason or for, there's obviously a reason why it exists, but bro, you need to know what dose that you're taking, why yeah. you're taking it. If yeah. the doctor, the GP gives you uh, codeine, that's, that's for Cindy. Why is Monet taking it?
0: doesn't it's make any like, sense. And, and why is, excuse
1: me,
0: and why is Cindy encouraging Monet to take it when Monet don't need it?
1: Yeah, it's just, it's just be, it's just be careful of your drugs, kids. First of all, don't, don't do drugs.
0: <laughs> don't Do you know what Don't do drugs But let's call her Spade a spade do you want to do What you want to do You want to do What you want to do But you know You got to be really careful Out here Because
1: Just be smart guys Just be smart man Just be smart <laughs> Tangent <total> over <laughs> Drug just advocates
0: be smart. <laughs> Talk to Frank
1: For real is, is Frank still about
0: Yeah because basically um, There was one guy That I was seeing once And um, We know. were in uni S- Yes <laughs> And then they walked into his room and, like, he was smoking weed and they basically um, gave him a talk to Frank thing.
1: <laughs> in my uni accommodation, everybody would have to have a talk to, talk to Frank Cardboy because it was popping off in there, boy.
0: I just can't get into the weeding, but you know, hey ho.
1: <laughs> I just can't get into it. Like, I can't sit there and be like, oh my god, yeah. Like, no, no drugs are good for you kids. Don't, don't do drugs.
0: Don't do drugs. <laughs> just say so you no. Know. Tapiramate taken together with alcohol can enhance the effects of both and hasten the onset of hypothermia, the presence of which was confirmed by the lesions found in Jenkins' stomach. Brain swelling was also observed, but this condition was not associated with the cause of death. She had a swelling in the brain and they just did not associate that with her cause of death.
1: And was there any impact to her head or anything or? not that they saw.
0: I think the only injuries that were really seen on her was she had a cut on her foot. Oh, like yeah, I you mentioned. Did
1: say. Yeah, you did.
0: The Rosemont Police Department issued a statement the same day saying that there was that while there was no foul play suspected, the investigation yeah. had not yet been completed. The first autopsy came back saying that the investigation was inconclusive. However, later autopsy reports say she just literally died from hypothermia. She had some scratches and wounds on her foot and ankles that were exposed from not having a shoe on. But other than that, no wounds or markings were found. No signs of struggle or a fight had been found. Her toxicology report came back. And I told you about the blood alcohol level. This also faster to hypothermia I've repeated a lot of things. I'm sorry. No, it's
1: fine. Um, Get
0: all the information. Jenkins' friends' stories... Jenkins' friends, sorry. Stories. That's... It's too busy. It's too much. <laughs> Remains inconsistent as to exactly what had happened after the party. After she went missing, one friend texted another about how Jenkins was drunk and missing. The reply came back, find Kanika, and I can't believe y'all lost her. Mm. They told Martin that Jenkins had gone downstairs with some people, but they left her alone to go and retrieve a cell phone from one of the hotel rooms. So here's the theories. I'm wrapping this up, guys, I promise. So here's the theory. Let's go into the theory. Okay. So one popular theory is that her friends had something to do with her death. The theory okay. goes that her friends had allegedly sold her to be assaulted and killed by someone Whoa. or multiple people at the party. Whoa,
1: what? That's a bit outlandish, ain't it? So I remember watching a live
0: or a snippet of a live.
1: Yes, of the girl in the in the bedroom. Yes. Yeah.
0: And you can see the friends at the party mm. and you could hear whimpering in yes, the back. And yes. it was insinuated that this was Kanika.
1: Okay. Yes, I do remember. I do remember that. Yeah. I just thought that with that, they were probably just as effed up. And wasn't really, I don't know, wasn't really like coherent themselves. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, for example, when your friend's drunk, they're just there just going, ah, all this weird noise. You're like, oh yeah, she's just, she just, she just fucked up. Exactly. That's what exactly. I assumed. I assumed it was just that like, guys, come on, while you're doing this live, you should have been checking up on your friends. But I didn't ever, my head never really went into, okay, yeah, they've, they're really colluded to do all this crazy stuff to this girl. And if so... That is fucked,
0: man. Uh, Do you know what I I think with... When a murder occurs or a death, a tragic death occurs, I believe that, you know, us on Twitter, black, white, Latino, Asian, whatever, we kind of band together and we kind of look for answers. Mm. And sometimes that's all we're doing, literally Mm. just looking for an answer. Mm. And, you know, exactly. Everyone was doing the whole blame game and pointing fingers, but in all realness you know, that live didn't really prove anything. No, it didn't. But a lot of people took it and ran with it, kind of saying, he's whimpering in the background and everyone got in their CSI bag and was like, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, because on Twitter, it really be like that. Like, it really is like that. Exactly. But um, whilst, you know, with theories, this is what it is with theories. You could be right or you could be wrong, but there is a family out there that is scrolling through and reading all of this, mm-hmm. and you are just fueling them even yeah, more. Yeah, it's not you know? And the
1: thing is with, with with Twitter and just social media in general, and even you know having this conversation with you right now, it's very easy to feel desensitized and disconnected from these stories because you yeah. see them on the news and it's, it's sensational yeah. and you see them over Twitter and it's a, it's a conversation point. Yeah. But at the very core of it, you need to remember that someone is lost and, and is never going to come back. And there's there's yeah. families that are going to mourn that person and they're never, ever going to be the same again. And so when we, when we finish, you know, having a little scroll on Twitter mm-hmm. and your likes and your retweets and you're shutting that app and you're, you know, there's jumping onto on Netflix... No, like them fam- That family is it's not still sleeping, on what right.
0: you're saying, Do you know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing. You'll do your little tweets and and you'll get your little retweets and your it will go, viral and, you'll go and viral and shit. And you'll end up on on pages and stuff like that. But you know, while you you turn your you, you know you put your phone down and you go back to watch whatever you need to watch and go back to eating whatever you're eating, there is a family out there that's mourning and that has read all the shit mm-hmm. that you've said and have probably gone back to the police department and said. Someone's made this as, as, as a possibility. Can we look into it? Yeah, and the thing is, you a lot know? of the
1: time, police, if it if it is really viable, and they you know they want to explore all the routes and all the options, and so they, they sometimes do have to spend their time looking into these type of theories. Was it yesterday no or the words. day before? Was it yesterday, the day before? Then Nicki Minaj. Sorry, this is off topic. Oh Nicki Minaj went and said, <laughs> she Bro. went and said that there was someone that that the COVID vaccine was making people impotent or that she knew like her cousin or her cousin's friend um, became impotent from this COVID vaccine. You know, the, the prime minister of Trinidad and Tobago had to come out. Yeah, I know, I saw that. Right, exactly. So may, like sometimes the things that we say on Twitter or the things that we say on, on social media, we think it's just joke and laugh and it's just banter. But sometimes these routes, people actually have to sit down and actually explore, like because, you know, like,
0: it's a possibility. It, and you're right. You know what? It is, you're right. You know, not, not everyone is crazy. But one thing that I've noticed is that... You could be a leader and have a bag of followers. Mm-hmm. You know, all you need is a phone mm. and a social media platform. And that's so, you know... And even though that's a great thing, it's also dangerous. You know? Like, you could really just... Like, like, regarding this case that we're doing right now on the, you know, the tragic death of Kanika Jenkins, someone could just get up and be like... You know what? I heard someone over. O- I overheard someone speak about what they did to Kanika Jenkins, and they could go viral, and a whole bunch of people like could add them. And before you know, they could turn around and say, you know, I was lying, or they don't come up with the right information. But again, there is a family that is mourning that don't have the answers that satisfy them. Mm. It's sad. It's very, very, very sad. But let's continue with the the theories. So while people believed that she was killed somewhere else and placed in the freezer. The security tapes proved otherwise. She had also had no evidence of being sexually assaulted when the autopsy was done. Mm -hmm. Her friends looked for her for an hour and a half before calling her mother and continued to help look for for her after. Okay. Other theories say the hotel had something to do with her death and that her being covered up in the... Her being in the freezer is a cover-up. Some people believe that she was lured into the freezer by someone working at the hotel and was locked in. Another idea that ties into this one is that she was killed off camera and transferred via black garbage bag to the freezer and dumped to make it look like she stumbled into the freezer on her own. That to
1: me is more of a viable. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it it makes. But you know what it is with those freezers now. Am I right in saying with those freezers, if you walk in and you turn around, you can't open it back up? No, that's not true. So you, there's a handle there. You can, because... Um, so that's what doesn't make sense to it, me. It,
0: it That's what doesn't add up with me either, because I, I, I was in the hospitality industry for a very long time. And, you know, there were certain times where you'd have to help the chef or you'd have to put something in the freezer for tomorrow and something like that. And, you know, you'd walk into the freezer and naturally it would the door would slowly shut. Mm. But the way it would shut behind you, it was still kind of closed, Mm. but there was always a lever on the other side that, you know, you could push out.
1: Yeah, because I'm sure it's just, you know, you've seen so many, like, even just horror movies, where, you know, they get locked in the freezer and they can't get out, which is like, yeah, it makes... These days, there must be handles, which is, so to me, if she was able to go downstairs in an elevator, walk upstairs again to explore these, these rooms and stuff, somehow end up downstairs into the kitchen, open up her freezer... Sense would tell her, like, tell, tell anybody, okay, cool, I'm in a freezer. No matter how out of it you are. She was she was clearly coherent enough to get in a lift, get downstairs, get out of a lift, mm-hmm. go upstairs. Do you know what I mean? All these different routes and stuff. So why was it when she got to this freezer, did she choose to not o- reopen the door? That's, that's what I'm trying to understand. So that's why I, I don't believe that she did just wander in there. I, I think definitely foul play was was at was that playing?
0: I definitely believe that because, um, even a lot of the footage, mm. you know, they're saying that oh, they can see her here and they can't see us there, and blah blah. Like, look, this is not 1976 where little girls were going missing mm. and the police didn't do jack shit because there was no footage in the car park. Like, this is the 21st century mm. and we are in a fucking hotel. Yeah. Do you know how many people check into hotels? It's not just rich people, it's not just tourists. There are, um, gang members there are do you know i mean look at the cecil hotel for example exactly there are there are sex workers there are murderers richard ramirez stayed at the the cecil hotel did he Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. like hotel cecil sorry like so to me you should have surveillance almost everywhere Mm. but i find it fucking funny how you know there's certain stories that go viral on, on social media about hotels having cameras inside the room so you got time to be doing that inside the room, but outside, oh, we don't know anything. Yeah. 20, it's the 21st century. This shouldn't be an unresolved death. This doesn't make sense. Mm. And you know, I'm gonna keep taking pauses like this. I'm gonna keep getting passionate because it just really upsets me.
1: Yeah, it is, it's very, very. Sad. <laughs> I'm sorry, I
0: can't help it. It's just it is, it really is. Um people seem to find it suspicious that the hotel was taken out the trash so late at night. But this was a 24 hour service hotel, from my understanding. Mm -hmm. another detail that fuels this theory was that something happened to her and the hotel was covering up covering it up was that the party was being held at the hotel was purchased using stolen credit cards and there was underage drinking along with other illegal drugs being used at this party
1: yeah because actually true if you see all these people in this party ain't the hotel manager coming knocking on the door Like, midag, you lot, what's going on inside it? I don't understand.
0: Why are 19-year-olds...
1: They clearly look young. So why is no one investigating? I don't get it.
0: Why are 19-year-olds checking into a hotel?
1: Well, that's what you said. I guess maybe there is stolen credit cards or anything. But to be honest, you should be able to look at... You, sh- you should be able to tell that okay you know people aren't stupid if you see a bag of people or you know over time eventually you're seeing 20 30 40 people go past you to go upstairs to a room you must be thinking hello what is going on here there's where is the staff
0: there's you know a bunch of kids walking in and out and they're stumbling around everywhere like oh, come on now come on now <laughs> Do you know what I mean? where is the
1: staff guys even on a night
0: shift please it's it's, it's sounding where is the fishy, where's the security baby.
1: where is the hotel manager it's- where are all these people exactly in a crown plaza it's not even like it's a it's not even like it's one motel on the side of the street
0: exactly You get it,
1: like fam even in a holiday inn people are patrolling bro
0: exactly i don't
1: know about that
0: <laughs> exactly so the hotel knew about the party as they had a noise complaint but did nothing to stop it a lot of people think the hotel was trying to hide kanika's death so they wouldn't get in trouble for having an illegal party at the hotel mm really i feel like they'll take that l but you might as
1: well well take the l because what what are you gonna do okay underage drinking or murder which one is it do
0: you know what i'm saying come on now so another theory claims that the video evidence was tampered with which we both believe yeah and someone was following her the whole time she was stumbling around the hotel They claim an employee edited out the person following her to cover up what happened So This is basically what I think. They say the hotel did this and refused to help her mother by looking at the tapes because they were editing them. They didn't want the hotel to get bad publicity for having a murder happen in their hotel. While it is possibly true that the hotel didn't want bad publicity, it is kind of hard to believe that someone will go through and edit out a person in each and every camera shot that they have of her yeah she looks confused while stumbling around she doesn't appear to be following anybody or trying to evade anybody which i do believe and let's be
1: honest unless you own that hotel hotel, who cares that much like to like on a real thing. like you've worked in hospitality i worked in hospitality i've worked in hotels restaurants everything like that i've never cared that much about a job bro like never in my life like why especially if it's crown plaza there's Mm. there's a there's chains of those hotels if if it's just this one hotel, why why are we why are we care into this ex- extent, unless you're unless you an owner? Like I don't I don't get it. The security guard, why do you care that much to in? <laughs> do
0: you know what he is? So, so perhaps he's from Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of told me, you know, I think one time I wants to watch something. Um, which is crime-related, and it speaks on Illinois itself. Mm -hmm. And Illinois kind of gives me really racist vibes. Like, Chicago is quite multicultural, and it is the heart of a lot of, like, black history. Mm. But I feel like everywhere else out of the state is a bit... So... My theory regarding that...
1: they didn't want to get bad publicity over the dead black girl.
0: Exactly, you know. And on top of that, you know, even if they were to go head-to-head, like in court they'll be like well look at what she was wearing you know because she was wearing a bra and um a jean jacket and whatnot or, well look what she was wearing look at what like drugs she was on look at what alcohol she was on what was she doing there she was okay. underage yeah. you know like this is a young black woman that they're dealing with and for us we could be like you know this is a sister and this is sad but for them it's just kind of like well this is a girl that was too grown that that took her mom's car and you mm-hmm. know her mom was sick how dare she like
1: so sad. Man. It is
0: sad. So sad, bro. It is sad. But I'm, I'm finishing up. So back to the so to the lawsuit. So in twenty eighteen the family filed a fifty million dollar lawsuit against the Crown Plaza Hotel for her daughter's death. She claims that the hotel was neglectful for not properly securing the renovated area and locking yeah. it off from the public. Yeah, I, I, I agree. agree. Yeah,
1: I agree wholeheartedly, man. If something's being renovated or out of use, you lock that shit up, man. Why is it... Should, no one should be able to wander in there.
0: Let me tell you something real quick, yeah. If there was a lift, yeah, that wasn't working properly or that was being renovated, you guys would put big-ass signs over it mm. because the last thing that you would want was for someone to click it, the door opens, and, you and you they fall, fall the to shelf. their death.
1: Yeah, exactly
0: but you know they they do need to do better um she also blames the hotel for not doing anything or stop to end the party that had at least 30 people Fam. in a room come made on man and, all, and i'm assuming they're all underage there had been a noise complaint about the room and the staff still did nothing about it
1: the people's... lawsuit mm.
0: also mm. goes on to say sorry to cut you up did you no want no, no. is just, just fucking ridiculous but go on The lawsuit also goes on to say that the staff members were neglectful in not allowing Teresa to view the security footage to help find her daughter, or having a security officer look at the tapes yeah, for her. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. Even if the mum couldn't look at it, someone that someone, someone, fam, yeah. you yeah. could have easily got your security guard. You watch the you watch those cameras all day, all night. You could easily rewind it a couple hours, bro. It's not hard. Even if you don't, even if you don't want to show the parents, or even if you say, okay, look, that that looks a bit suspicious. I'm, you know what, ma'am, I'm sorry something that doesn't seem quite right we're gonna have to go search the area and call the police right now like come on let's get let's get come on a 19 year old girl is missing let's get
0: let's get to it and again like the mum said if the staff had helped her when she asked for it, they would have found her daughter sooner. Yeah. Now this is what really saddens me when it happens to stuff like this. A mother has come to you after she has been called on the phone mm. by her friends, and she is. They they have probably just revealed everything. You know what? We weren't at the bowling alley. You know yeah. what? We were. We were. In, we were in a hotel. We can't find Kanika. Do you know like? As she comes as a mother, because you know how mothers are.
1: Bro, I'm going to every you fucking know? level and I'm searching every blood clot room. But I'm you okay? still
0: wouldn't find it because this was in a re- renovated section. So this was locked off. So this was somewhere, they were, they were renovating it yeah. out or renting it out to a restaurant. So it yeah. wasn't even in the reach of the hotel or in use of the hotel. And it just, do you know what really saddens me about this case? Is that I wish that black kids were viewed as kids mm. i wish that black kids were viewed as victims i yeah. wish that you know black kids were 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 allowed to have emotion that, that you know yeah. if they if they seem to have a temper tantrum they are not a threat mm-hmm. if um, they have been smoking or drinking too much they're just being rebellious that you know like i wish that there was a space that was created for black people to just be as normal as any other person and this girl would have probably have still been alive till this day. Listen,
1: I'm. I I already said it. Like I said, I said I don't want to take it to a race thing. But let's be. Let's call a spade it's a spade. It's always bro. a race team. I'm thinking if it's if it's little blonde hair, blue eyed Sally. You man are searching the fuck out of that place. You ain't waiting for no police to come, my friend. You're not waiting for no police to come. You're calling the police ASAP. You're running back that take ASAP. So how the hell did no one even you know it is? It's the police. I get all of that. But for me, the fuckery of it is, is that no one checked those fucking tapes at the earliest yeah. convenience. Yeah. Even even the security officer to even say, oh my God, look, we've seen her go down to lower level. Let's go check there right now. Urgency, people, urgency. Really fucked up, really, really messed up. And it, and I know as a mother, that must ring through your head all, all the time if I only got there earlier. If they, do you know what I mean? Because with, with hypothermia, you'd be thinking, okay, cool, even if she was in there for four hours, there might be a chance
0: do do you know what really i don't like hearing about things like torture or slow painful deaths and the Mm. reason as to why i don't like hearing it is because i'm very Mm. sensitive (laughs) and like with hypothermia the reason as to why her shoes were probably off if if nothing Mm -hmm. one tampered with with that was that her last dying moments was confusion yeah so she probably must have been touching whatever part of herself exactly she's probably touching any part of herself and and doing what she feels like she needs to do but
1: i don't know though you know i don't know because like you said with with hypothermia you get really confused you go from you go from freezing cold to boiling hot why is it only one of her shoe is off
0: just Man, come one, from the confusion.
1: One shoe though, but you haven't taken your jacket off. You haven't taken your trousers off. Like just oh, one uh, single. Uh, one, I think
0: one. I don't know. I can't confirm that is we'll, no. Is that not okay? Well, for me, it's chest, it just it I don't just. Don't
1: find, I don't. I don't think there's. I don't think it was the fact that she was just waved and she ended up down there. I think something else happened, but I guess we'll never know.
0: My heart bleeds out to her and her family. And I I hope that one day Miss Martin can find peace. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that she she heals and she knows that, you know, her child's death was not in vain. Um, And I deeply apologise that she had to be the face or, you know, she had to be a reminder that racism is still real and our kids are still being palmed off as nothing. But rest in peace, Kanika Jenkins, and um that was the tragic death of Kanika Jenkins.
1: That was great. So very tragic, but you
0: explained thank it you. beautifully. Thank you. Okay. I did all of that without crying, but thank you.
1: Yeah, you did really, really well. I thought you thank were you. gonna boss a few tears. So like did anything. I,
0: but I, I just had to take I had to take five,
1: you know. Oh bless you. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm gonna jump into mine. Go okay for it. Um, mine's a little bit more old school than yours. Okay. No Twitter, no social media involved because we're taking it back to 88. 1988, yeah? No, it's not 88. It's 98. Can I ask you a question? Yep.
0: Do you believe, yeah, that all our parents loved the 90s because they were all on, like, ecstasy? Probably. I believe that. That's why, you know when you hear stories about the 90s, yeah? Like, how can a whole decade like, you ask people and they'll be like, you just had to be there. <laughs> Every person that talks about the 90s, you just had to be Dude, there. Dude, I
1: just feel like and we're 90s babies and it's just like, I, I don't, I don't hate being a 90s baby because right I yet. I, love I love the fact that I was born in the 90s. Yeah. Girl's born in the 90s, do you know what I mean? But
0: yeah.
1: I wish I was this age in the 90s.
0: Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Fam, yeah. like,
1: this age in the in the mid to late 90s, going into the 2000s, like, oh. Uh, you know me, I love Garage, like UK Garage, like raves, oh my god. It was lit. Litty! It was lit. So yeah, yes, I always yeah, they've lived, you know. Our, our
0: parents have sure lived.
1: I looked through my dad's um uh, my dad has a <laughs> a photo album from when he went to like California. It's so adorable. Um I know bless him. Um in like the nineties. And then he's got other like after this California part and this this massive photo album, it then goes like into all these raves and everything, because my dad used to be part of a sound system. And he has all these raves and invitations like of like to different parties and to, to and he was just talking to me like about the nostalgia of it and how like they just used to go and like um get their drinks from from Boss Man and then like just then he'd allow them to shot it at the at the rave and then they just like give them back give the bottles back to the guy, like get let, let him have a little bit more money, they'll take their little cart. And because obviously this is before like everybody used to have like online banking and everything, they used to roll around but just like wads of cash on them. Like it just why don't just tell me all these crazy stories, and I was just like, man, I wish I was alive then like
0: i do you know i lo- I love things like that i I love hearing stories. Do you know what I love Ooh. about hearing about the nineties like black culture was just so rich mm. like my like my mom was born and raised in France, and when she came to the u k um the Caribbean community, the African community were just so welcoming to her, like they were just so nice like. Whatever end she went to, she used to hang around in Wolverhampton, Hackney, Brixton and Tottenham. Mm. And she used to love the fact that the cab drivers were black-owned and the pubs were black-owned and, like, everyone was just so protective in the community and the way people would party, like, parties wouldn't start till, like, 1 or 2am and no-one knows when they're coming home. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: like, my, my, you've been there, my mum has talked about it. Um, I love so it. i <laughs> so you and my dad, like they I said love, they love used it. to go and you're such a sweetheart guys. i know she
0: sure <laughs> she um, sweetheart.
1: they used to go to the rave at like let's say what like you said two three a.m mm. and they said they used to come like come home and like the omnibus of Eastenders. remember when east uh, east used to do the omnibus on
0: sunday and
1: the whole week would play and on in one episode
0: yeah
1: well, i'm starting my age boy I don't think my brother even knows what that is. You know, eighteen years old. He's probably thinking, "What's that boy?" Bro, he used to come home, yeah. Or and the the, the Eastenders omnibus on a Sunday morning used to be home. Do you know what time he used to come on? That used to come on between like ten a.m. and like twelve p.m. I think so. So they they were they were raving. Mum used to say that they used to watch the the sun come up and they used to put black bags on the windows. I, know,
0: I remember you once. Yeah, you that. so that they
1: could block out the sun. Bro, if I go to a rave now and man gets there at 12am, yeah, I'm busting out by 2 What's
0: What story are you doing? I'm
1: taking it back to Dirty 98 and okay. it is
0: the story of
1: Sante Kimes.
0: I've heard about this <laughs> bitch. Oh my God, this story's about to be lit. Okay, I've heard about this bitch. Go for it.
1: Okay, we haven't got a lot of time so I'm going to kind of zoom through. Okay. But if you got got any, any comments, let me know, girl. I shall. All right, so... It's Independence Day weekend, 1998, July 5th. Everybody's obviously out of town because it's like Independence Day. People are having their little holiday weekend. And um, the 19th Precinct down at um, NYPD in New York...
0: Always in New York. Of course.
1: um, They get a call from a property manager and claims uh, that the owner of a townhouse... um, inside like the the kind of complex that he manages Mm. he thinks that she's missing okay so um this lady that he thinks is missing owns a 7.7 million dollar home in this complex okay right it's a it's a mansion essentially and it's on the upper east side in in new york now if you don't know what the upper east side is you probably didn't watch gossip girl
0: so you know when you hear upper east side and lower east side, it's just classism in your face,
1: and
0: it like, <laughs> yeah, like <yeah. Yeah>. that's, <laughs> that's
1: what it is. Bass and them lot. It,
0: mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's just basically like these men wear to like they wear suits to to like to school. Okay, so
1: that's exactly <laughs> where we're at. We're very much at gossip girls, India, UK. Okay? <laughs> I don't know why I laughed like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was screaming. Oh my
0: uh, days! I'm so sorry, but carry on.
1: No, it's okay. So, yeah, definitely. It's very much um, high society. You're rich of your rich. The rich of the richest, as I, as you should say. Uh, all of the, the top um, kind of socialites. That's your area where you're going to be living at. If you live in New York, um, mm-hmm. it's the Upper East Side. So, he thinks that she's missing um, because she never, ever left the house. So, the police go over to this complex and they speak to you. Jeff Feig. okay he's the business manager and he's like look Eileen her name is Eileen Silverman she's 82 years old mm-hmm. right and she, she's this socialite that like she lives in this massive mansion she owns it um, but he said that because she's old she's 82 she never left the house
0: that's very red flaggy yeah
1: she never left the house and when she did leave the house she'd be accompanied either by by neighbors i remember she's rich of the rich boy that yard is worth 7.7 mil so if she's leaving the house, it's going to be with her friends or her family or it's going to be with her staff. Mm. But the staff also haven't seen her. So the staff and Jeff Feig have, have clocked. They haven't seen Eileen. And they're like, uh-uh, something fishy's is going on. So it's giving red flag. Very right. much so. So let's get into our girl Irene. Sorry, I, I think I said Eileen actually. It's actually Irene. Irene, Irene Silverman. Silverman. Let's put respect okay. on her name. So... Irene, she was b- born in uh, New Orleans.
0: <laughs> we still need to go there.
1: Yeah, we actually do. Cindy and I have always planned to go to Mardi Gras, so we really do. We really and need And so Cindy uh, can speak French and translate for me.
0: Speak <laughs> <bit> cruel there. <laughs> yeah, it, but I mean... It, it, mirrors, it mirrors French.
1: I mean... Comme ci, comme ça. Um, aria,
0: aria. Go on.
1: So she was b- born in New Orleans. Mm. She went to dance lessons and her mum kind of, you know encouraged her to dance as a kid she saw her talent in her and then encouraged her to then go on to study ballet okay so eventually she was really really great at, at doing ballet and she had the opportunity to to move to new york and then work um professionally in the ballet industry so you know ballet is a is a rich people's uh, entertainment anyway i would say <laughs> it's like the opera yeah Yo, you're going to the ballet are you guys to ballet? Are
0: to... <laughs> I don't know why Monet's talking, yeah, because Monet used to do ballet and I used to do ballet as well. No, so I'm, no, talking, I'm like.
1: saying, listen, I'm saying doing ballet is one thing as a kid, right? Doing ballet, you do, fam, everybody does ballet or like street dance or something with, as their kids, mm. right? As a hobby. Yeah. Going to watch professional ballet is a rich people's thing. yes or no? It is. Right. I mean, I, um, okay, actually saying that, I did go to watch the ballet. I went to watch um, Swan... I no, 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 no. I do not go with my family. She,
0: she did. She went with her dad, now.
1: I didn't. I went with... Um, I went to Swan Lake with some friends. We got some cheap tickets for Christmas one time. Okay? But other than that, it's quite rich. People that go to watch ballet and operas on a regular... I'm sorry, y'all got money. Not a one-off thing, but regular. So... Professional ballet, I feel like you're making some peas, yes? Mm Mm-hmm. So, now I've lost my train of thought talking about the rich. The rich, oh my God, I'm so far down in my notes. Um, Okay, so, she moved to New York to to pursue a a professional ballet career and then she met a wealthy man in real estate. It's always a wealthy man in real estate, man. There's a lot of money in, in property.
0: There is money in property, especially when you're good at it. Yeah, man. So she
1: meets a lovely man called Samuel Silver Silverstone. Silverman. Samuel Silverman. Um, he was a rich real estate um He had properties all over the world, including the Bahamas. And they fell in love. Um, and they and at the end of the day, they moved to. I've just lost my train of thought again. Sorry.
0: Just take your time. <sighs> think about what you want to say.
1: And then Irene chose to settle into a beautiful mansion in New York because, despite all of these lovely properties that they had all over the world, obviously you want to set down somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So, they settled down in this beautiful mansion. It was like revered by people. Like, it was so beautiful that she would host literally high society there. She was literally like a, just a socialite, really. I would
0: love to be a socialite. In it,
1: like, <laughs> I mean, you can go on the simple life.
0: Do you know what I mean? I would. Don't you think? Yeah, we'd be so funny as like the new school Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. I
1: think, guys, let's set it up.
0: Don't I'm you not rich enough for it like, Do you know,
1: like, I think we'd be my, fucking my, hilarious. My pocket is too rough for that, but I've got the, <laughs> I've got the laughs.
0: I think we'd be funny on that show.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. So, producers set us up. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening. <laughs> um. So yeah. So she, she settled in that um mansion, and uh she used to host high society there. She'd have um, writers, artists, musicians that would come. She would host them. She'd make dinners. Well, I'm sure she wasn't up in the co- um, cooking up in the kitchen, but mm. she, would, she would host dinners um, and all sorts. Um, it was really, really loved and admired by people, and so was she. Mm. Um, and then she eventually decided that she was going to convert those mansions into smaller apartments over time. That's how massive the apartment was. It was how many it a rooms were
0: in the mansion?
1: You know what? That is a good question. I don't know. Okay. It's just it just says seven point seven million. So if you if your mansion anyways costs seven point seven million in the heart of New York, remember New York is, is is quite dense in the middle of it, you know. Like in terms of the city. I feel like the Upper East Side, even though it's probably like a bit more spread out and I'm I'm just literally like spitballing here. Yeah. But first of all that's expensive real estate. And second of all, like it has to be fairly big. For it to be converted into apartments, I believe.
0: What you need to understand is, is that New York is like London on acid. Yeah. So you I see mean... how we have that. Do you know sometimes when you're like in a coach or in a car and you're walking and mm. you see like sheep and all you see cows in the car. With New York, you just keep driving further down, whether you're going to New Jersey or you're going further out there. There's just way too much space. Like, there's a lot of space in New York. I think a lot of people think because the city is crowded. I think it's, just, it's. I think
1: it's just a, a, America in, in general is a really vast place as it is anyway. It is. Like like you said, it does look very dense in some places, but it's it's really a really a massive 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 place. Yeah. But I don't know how I don't know like Upper East Side is still New York City though,
0: so it's, it's still New York.
1: So it's still like it's it's not even that far out so it could be you know like in this in this massive space i think it's just in this really like expensive community right so i'm not sure how how many how many rooms that they had um but she did convert it into apartments so flashback to july 5th the detectives arrive at her townhouse and they literally find no signs of her anywhere Everybody knew her. Everybody loved this woman. Everybody knew about her her apartment. Everybody had been hosted there. Anybody who's anybody in this community knew exactly who um, Irene Silverman was.
0: Well, you know what? Yeah, if she's being classed as this like extremely popular social like that's made something of herself and that married like a millionaire, billionaire, real estate like person and is in a huge mansion, she can't go and miss.
1: Exactly, which is, brings us to our next point. There is little chance that she could have wandered off by herself at 82 at years 82, old
0: yeah
1: and by the way this is like in the middle of the day and no one's seen her daytime
0: right <sighs> the flags are red in
1: right said <laughs> <laughs> so the flags are already
0: the flags are crimson at this point like Fam.
1: So, so it's very out of the ordinary and they and so they asked the staff is there anyone that you'd want to, that you know mm. that would want to hurt this woman and mm. So they said that there's a there was remember she's converted this mansion into apartments and they said that there's a there was a, a person staying in one of the apartments called Manny Garin. Um, he his assistant organised a meeting with Irene, saying that they wanted to you know um, rent out the apartment. They had a meeting. She got on well with him, but he didn't have any references. So she said, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna rent it out to you on the premise that you provide your references tomorrow." Right. Of course she they they sign it all over and he agrees to pay six thousand pounds uh sorry six thousand dollars a month for this apartment um she really liked the fact that he also paid her up front in cash so she was like i bet that's amazing for me uh but just make sure that you provide these references tomorrow okay and of course he didn't provide any references the day after
0: so it's giving dodgy
1: it's giving very 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 dodgy but then the day after came and the day after and the week after and the week after and the week after came all now no references mm. he didn't That's get on with the, the housekeepers he would only he wouldn't let them into his room um and he would only allow his assistant this person that, that his assistant that booked this meeting in and got him to move in there originally with irene um was the only person that was allowed in this room and they he, they acted very erratically they wouldn't let anybody in they would, they would um You know, like when someone's trying to get through the door and you're like pushing the door
0: back, like barricading the door. That's it, barricading Mm,
1: the door. mm. They could see him peeping back at them through the peephole, they could see him peeking under the door, watching them. That's so
0: odd. Sorry, it's very. Can you imagine? Yeah, you're looking at someone through the peephole and they're like,
1: Yeah, that's fucking odd. It's very, very scary. (laughs) I feel
0: like you're already like you're really dodgy, like, never mind. Yeah, so
1: he would only let his assistant Eve um, Guerrero into his apartment 1B. So... The Police set out, they start to look for um, what's his name again? <laughs> what is this guy's Solomon? name?
0: Yeah.
1: Solomon <laughs> Maddie Garen. There you go. So they start to look to get for Garen, but nothing comes up for him. There's no hits for background checks, nothing like that. Um, and they only had a police sketch from the staff that um, to put out to the media. Okay. So the next day comes, and July 6th hits. And the next day, um, a FBI agent is watching the news and he's like, oh shit, last night I arrested two individuals, um, that had a stolen car warrant, um, for, uh, that outside of Utah. So they, they had like a, fug- a fugitive warrant for stealing a car from Utah. And he, he just happened to pull them over for this stolen car warrant. And, um, he starts to arrest them. Right. The weird thing is about when he's arresting them though mm-hmm. is when he searches the car and their personnel they have a mad amount of personal files belonging to irene silverman so hmm. this fbi agent is like hold up hold up hold up irene silverman those two people last night definitely had her documents like so at this point they realize okay the so- something something's not right mm. so Utah police and New York police realise that these things might be connected. Right. There's FBI agents over in Utah, by the way. Um, And they start to figure out what's happening. Meanwhile, um, the detectives... um, There's detectives that are also coming from LAPD to New York. So now we've got Utah police, New York police and LAPD police. This is busy. Right. Uh, and they they say they're going to new york because they realize it might have something to do with something that they've been investigating since march 14. Wow. march 14th a homeless man finds a foot in the dumpster of an apartment complex when they do all of the background checks all the all the uh dna evidence they find out that it's a man called david kasdan's foot an, o- an owner of a local printing press they get in in touch with his daughter, Linda, who also told him that a month and a half before her father went missing, mm-hmm. he gets a letter in the post saying that he's got a, more, a new mortgage. And he's freaking out because he's just like, I don't have a new mortgage, but my name is on this and this is not mine. But he did realise that he knew the um, address for uh
0: the mortgage. I the mortgage. The That's financing. correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And
1: it happened to belong to his deceased friend Kenneth Kimes Senior. So this Las Vegas property mm. has been taken out in in David Kasden's name, but David Kasden is like, well, obviously this is not my property, but I know this house and it was my it was my friend's house. Mm. My friend's no longer here. Mm. He lets the mortgage company know and he's like, look, these these aren't you know legitimate documents signed by him. Like I've got nothing to do with this, and of course the mortgage company's like, well, bruh, we have your signature and all your details and all of your stuff. Like, what do you mean? Mm. Like, and of and like, there's nothing to suggest otherwise. But then he's like, okay, cool. Let's, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna open up a forgery investigation. So they do that, and then in January thirty first, this is about six or seven months prior to when we when we find Irene Silverman dead. Okay. Oh, uh, sorry, missing. Okay. Um, it's that that particular property burnt down due to arson and the insurance properties weren't going to pay out unless they, obviously, if they knew it was intentional, then they're like, well, this is probably just an ins- insurance cam. Right. Right? So, that was that. Was that. So, the, he continues to hold out for the for- forgery investigation, but then he gets a call from someone called no other than Sante Kimes, mm. who he knows as his... Friend Kenneth Kim Senior, ex wife.
0: Right.
1: Um, or I mean maybe wife, but this man is now dead. So she calls him and she's like threatening all sorts unless he gets um this this forgery investigation cancelled. And it's literally like you either do this or else. So, let's get into Sante Kimes. Let's
0: let's get into this this score. Let's go.
1: Uh, so she came from a hard upbringing on the streets. She was a daughter of a con artist. She was one of those people that really wanted a lot of things, but of course she can never afford it because of her background. Um, but it came, it mm-hmm. came around to about 13 years old and she gets spotted by this middle-class loving family who, who adopt her mm-hmm. and provide a good um, upbringing and education for her. She eventually goes on to get married and she has a, uh, her first son called Kent. Um, At this point, she hasn't got a husband, but she has her son and um, she gets married, uh, sorry, and she struggles to make money. So she goes around trying to steal things for food, breaks into houses for money, clothes. And literally, the, the, the interesting thing about this is that she's when she's stealing clothes, she's stealing high fashion because she wants to keep up a certain appearance. Her whole idea is you marry a rich man, you have a rich life, but she's been married and divorced twice. So in between husbands, this is the only way that she was able to make money and maintain that image.
0: So, so you know, she was like, I'm a rat, I'm a thief, but, you know, make it drippy.
1: Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> okay,
0: Miss Kimes, let's So go.
1: she presented herself in a very extravagant way, mm-hmm. but obviously didn't let on to, to people as to what she was doing and how she was making her money when she wasn't married to a rich dude. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Kenneth um Kimes Jr. was then born out of that marriage. Okay. So before that, she has her son Kent. Um, when she's not married, um, she, uh, sorry, she goes and steals and everything, and actually makes Kent do it with her as well as her son. She then meets um Kenneth Kimes uh, Senior. They have mm-hmm. a child, Kenneth Kimes Jr. who was born through this marriage. Okay. She raised him as incredi- incredibly spoilt and entitled as she was, mirroring all of her lovely traits.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's the baby, isn't he? That's how it goes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and even though she was rich, she couldn't help but to continue her life of crime, um, even even while she was married. And actually, her husband had to continuously bail her out of jail because she literally could not stop um, committing crimes. While I don't know if she was a kleptomaniac or what, but she couldn't stop doing it. Um, and she either was able to get back out of the situations because she was super charming or her husband had a lot of, of money. But then he suddenly dies in 1994 from an aneurysm. Oh, wow! He leaves nothing to his wife or Kenneth Climes Jr. I'm not sure if this was intentional though, because he did, he did die suddenly from a brain aneurysm and everything just seems to be left from his, his kids from a previous marriage.
0: Do you know what I think it is regarding something like that? He's probably sitting there thinking, "Listen, like, girl, I've bailed you out so many times. Yeah, I've, I, I'm looking after our son and another son, son along with that, you know, which we respect and stuff like that." But he's probably thinking, "Listen, like, you, you clearly have a problem. I can't help you, sis." But then
1: you've got a child with that woman. Why wouldn't even leave? Why wouldn't you leave some money to that child at least?
0: Do you know what? Yeah, sometimes you know some men can sniff from a mile off when someone's money hungry, innit? And then they'll. But your, you... your
1: child though by the wife but your child no no, i do
0: find that out of order but they'll they'll give you the illusion like yeah yeah i've got you but then you know
1: it's true
0: sudden death comes and they're like sorry
1: it's true okay um so of course now that she's got no husband she's got no marriage she's got no money she has to go back to the lifestyle that she was living before and she turns to petty crime and she manipulates her young son kenneth Cry, uh kenneth kimes jr into doing it with her The police are able to track down these two individuals that the FBI um, officer stopped uh, the day before Mm -hmm. to an LA suburb where they trace them to. Mm -hmm. However, as they get there, they realize they've actually skipped town. The the the, (laughs) The landlady says, you've literally just missed them. And they lose track of them. But then they get a random tip from a man called Sean Little. He says that he was approached by them while he was living in a homeless shelter, offering work in a room. Um, but then he... Uh, but then... Um, sorry. Then Kenneth uh, requests Sean to help him with something.
0: Mm. He
1: didn't tell Sean what, but he he drives Sean to a house before telling him to wait outside as he goes in. So Sean's waiting outside of this house. Um, and then he hears a gunshot inside. Then he gets called calls inside um, by Kenneth. Where, oh, you call him Kenny, actually, as, mm. as, as Kenneth Campers Jr. Where mm. he sees Kasdan on the kitchen floor, dead. Of course, he asks Sean uh, if he can help him get rid of the body. Mm. And uh, before they know it, they're putting the body into the truck before throwing him into a dumpster. That man oh, is David Kasdan. Goodness. The man whose foot we originally found by... Was originally found, sorry, by, by a the homeless ma- man. Ho- yeah, by the homeless man. Oh,
0: dear.
1: They then put out a federal search for them where they're tracked to Utah, where Sante, of course, has stolen yet another car from a car dealership with a fake check. They put, I know, she can't I'm stop sorry. herself. She literally can't she fucking can't stop herself. herself. She's literally addicted to it. They put out all of the details for the car and ser- and the search starts for them. But then they finally arrest them later, a few days later, outside a state fair in New York. So back at the station, they're in the station now, all the way back in, NY- um, in New York at the NYPD precinct. And they're told um, that they've been arrested for a, a warrant for a stolen car. Mm. Now, what's funny is I did all this this research via uh, Wikipedia and also a show called um, Snapped, uh, which I, I love didn't... me some snap. Oh, you know about Snapped? Okay. I me some snap. This is season 27, episode 26.
0: I love that, love that. Plug
1: it. Or it might be 26, episode
0: 27. <laughs> I don't remember. Guys, find out
1: for yourselves. Help yourselves. Um, but Santo Kimes... Um, and the guy on the, the police on police officer on there said I literally saw them literally relax as they realised, oh, they're only there for the car, the car issue. Mm. They begin to relax and they think, oh, you know what, I'll just throw some money at them and of course that's just a stolen car, of course, like they're gonna get away with it. But they didn't realise that, of course, the police are realising that they're also connected to the Silverman case. They mention uh, Silverman. And um, obviously they start to act a bit shifty. Mm. They interview Kenny, but he gives nothing away and only asks for his lawyer. They wow. then interrogate Sante and she swears that she was friends with Irene and she looked after the documents every so often. Of course not convincing anybody because Sindh, you're one of my best and closest friends and I'm not like giving you all of my social security numbers. I mean yeah. we don't have that NI, N I and like NI number or whatever. Yeah. My passport, yeah. my NHS documents. Yeah. Like what do you need with all of that?
0: Especially, yeah, if you were reported missing and I just happen to have all of this shit. Like, it don't matter how close friends we are, it don't look good.
1: It's it's mad it sense. it's madness. So whatever. And also if that was your friend, why as soon as you're hearing that she's she's been um, she's missing you should have been going to the police then with all our documents shouldn't you exactly so okay so meanwhile while, they, while they're dealing with her um, NYPD are also looking for Manny Garin and Eva Guerrera mm. they speak to the hotel staff and they show them the police sketch and then the the house staff realise oh shit Manny Garin isn't Mary Ga- Manny Garin. He's actually Kenny.
0: I knew it. I knew it.
1: He's Kenny. And they they noticed that, obviously, from that sketch that was released on July 6th, that the man they've been looking for was actually Kenny and Sante. Not Manny and Eva. Because they're just the same motherfucking people. Mother and son. Okay. Okay. So... (laughs) <laughs> they realise all of this, they realise that the same people and that obviously they've taken a stolen car off of them, they look into the, uh, into the car that the mother and son had, they found bullets, wigs, clothes and a lot of information on property and how to get a deed. Weirdly, the car was packed with all of these things, ram up in the car, you know, like boxes, all these different things, mm. but in the boot, nothing was in there except just to be lined with a bin liner.
0: It's
1: not looking good, is it? Come on. <laughs> Come on. You've got, you've got all these things in the rest of your car, but in your boot, there's nothing there, but just it's just covered with bin liners. Let's just put two and two together. You know what you wanted to put in there. And deeds and
0: shit. It's not looking good, man. It's not
1: looking good. So, on July 23rd, my mama's birthday. It is. Uh, the Plaza Hotel, we're back at the Plaza again, mm. uh, says they've checked back from Kenny. Uh, sorry, they have a checked bag from Kenny that was left there and within it they had all of the deeds for Irene along with the notes of of, of Sante mm. like a notebook from Sante so they have Kenny's bag and they have a notebook from Sante they mm. and within this notebook they have a lot of writing practicing Irene's signature they they have a log of detailing Irene's movements and even a shopping kill list including a shower curtain a stun gun um it's just ridiculous
0: okay no wait how stupid you know how dense do you have to be to keep that with you like again well then lose it at the hotel cannot. okay <laughs> let me tell you something let me tell you something Kim. we don't condone crime at true crime mc we just tell the stories mm. but you know if you if you want to commit your crime after be you smarter do the, after than the, that after doing the list you know maybe maybe just get rid of it you know, Maybe burn bag. it. Maybe burn it. Like,
1: how can you be so scatty that your kill bag has been left at the at the at the plaza? Does it make any sense? Like,
0: you might know how to forge fake checks and come on. You no, know, you guys know how to how to do fake deeds, but you don't know when to get rid of a kill list. Okay.
1: Okay. Obviously, so smart. <laughs> they left all of that in Kenny's bag. Mm. Big mistake. So the evidence, of course, now that they've got it all together, they've got the testimony of of the, the staff saying that these are the people that were living in the apartments. They have Kenny's kill bag. They've got all these notes of Irene and they've got all these documents. There's enough evidence to suggest that, you know, you guys are going to be indicted for this murder. Mm. They are indicted for murder in both New York and LA. Because in New York, we've got Irene Silverman and in LA, we have David Kazd- Kazdin, right, right, right. where he the homeless man had to go with him or the guy that was living at the, the, the homeless shelter. was found.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. They are up against, between them, 84 charges, including grand larceny, murder, murder and forgery. 84 charges. 84 ch- charges between Ooh, mother and son. This oh, looking stupid. good. <laughs> and while awaiting trial, they even went on 60 minutes to profess that, to say that they were innocent. On February 15th, 2000, their trial started in New York, and this trial was, is going to be the first of two trials because then they were going to be extradited to LA to also face additional charges. The defence plea was just that because, um, was the defence, sorry, the defence plea was that just because they could, you know, steal and do all these crazy things and steal these cars doesn't mean that they're, you know,
0: um... A part of the, the, the tragedies and the murders. Yeah,
1: it doesn't mean that they're capable of murder. But with all the evidence, of course, they got a unanimous decision from the jury and indicted them uh for the murder of Irene Silverman. And... Kenneth was sentenced to 125 years.
0: Ooh.
1: Sante was sentenced to 120 years in prison. <laughs> now that that's done, the party is not finished. Ka, it's now time for you, man, to go to the West Coast, from the East Coast to the West Coast, to, to, to LA, where, as we know, LA also now has the death penalty. They still
0: have that?
1: Yeah, they still have to do all of that because they murdered David Kasdan in LA. Oh, yeah yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So they face death penalty. Obviously, they're like, you know what, we'll hold these 125 years, but we're not going to go to death row in it. So they're trying to avoid it by all counts. They're trying to get the, 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 the case thrown out and whatnot. Mm. And Kenny, as he's always wanted to do, give his mum what he wanted, uh, what she wanted, sorry, give his mum the lifestyle that she wanted and supported that, tries to do everything that he could to try and keep himself and his mother off of death row. He then confesses to everything on the promise that they stay off death row. He, confe- he, sorry, he confessed that his mother saw a room advertised for rent and she posed as his assistant to get them a room at Irene's mansion. Right. Man. They then lived there for a few weeks, hiding out in the room to observe Irene's behaviours, which is why they were acting all shifty and didn't want to let anybody in the room. And that's why he was only letting his assistant, Eva Guerrera, a.k.a. Sante Cram- uh, Kimes, into his room.
0: so all adding up, man.
1: Yep. Then on July 5th, the day after Independence Day, when we... when uh when the police at NYPD 19th Precinct get the call. Mm. Um, this is the day where he somehow lured um, Irene into their apartment, mm. stunning her with a gun, sorry, stunning her with a stun gun and then strangled her while his mother goaded him on.
0: Shake my damn head. They mm. couldn't find the
1: body mm. because they didn't know the area that well and they weren't able to, to tell police where they dropped the body in New Jersey. And so because of this unfortunately irene's bod- body was never discovered sorry unfortunately irene's so body horrible. was never ever discovered poor lady. i know poor lady but to add insult to injury he then says that they also murdered saeed ahmed a bahamian banker at his mother's request yet again and if you remember i did say that um oh sorry I didn't say actually, uh, Kenneth Kimes Jr. also had properties in in the Bahamas, as did Irene. So...
0: Did they have it or did they loot them from someone?
1: No. Remember, she was married, so Sante Kimes was married to... The
0: Kimes guy. The
1: Kenneth Kimes guy. He no. was rich anyway. He's got nothing to do with any of this, this tomfoolery. He was just rich. He was just very rich and owned loads of properties and as did um, Irene just because they they're all part of high society. Very, very rich, right? They had um homes all over the world and um bahamas was, was one of the hot destinations to have a house so oh. i don't know all of the backstory as to what happened to saeed um ahmed um but he killed she they apparently killed him in the bahamas uh likely because, due to some sort of theft or something to do with their housing or just let's put it let's call a spade a spade something to do with money um
0: Damn. And
1: he said this was at his mother's uh, request yet again. This she is, all, this is all at their trial, you know? So, after his shocking testimony in 2004, Sante receives yet another life sentence in California on top of that 120 years that she got from New York.
0: Speak. <sighs> in
1: 2014, she died of heart failure oh, wow. in prison in New York. And to this day, Kenny at age forty-five, as of last no, as of twenty twenty. So where are we now? So he's about forty-six now. Um, he remains in prison um for these crimes.
0: It's life wasted like that. Mm-hmm. Forty-six. Mm-hmm. That's what an age, you know. And he's
1: been in prison. He's forty-six now in twenty twenty-one. Mm-hmm. He like these these this crime for Irene Silverman, this murder, happened mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> like so
0: he's
1: 23 years ago yeah nineteen eighty eight, man like what so that means what life have you lived what life have you lived and according to kent who was also in this documentary the other brother from a previous marriage he was he said it was so upsetting but they deserved it and that's your that's your brother and your your mother at the end of the day
0: so i know about santi kimes i don't know how because you explained it in depth but i've kind of heard like an inkling and I kind of saw an interview, like, a couple of years ago when it was Kent, the oldest son. Yeah, that's the son. And um, the way he spoke about his mum. Mm-hmm. You don't speak about your mum like that.
1: Nah, you could tell that You're she was like... on fuckery still if your yeah. own son's saying that. Because, remember, he's yeah. he's experienced the fact that she's made him steal and do all these things as a kid. He's mm-hmm. obviously witnessed, unfortunately, Kenny doing that as a kid. And not, not to defend Kenny, but if you've been told as a kid and been brought up in that way to know that this is normal and that this is okay... Into your what into your into your teenage years into your early twenties. Unfortunately, you do see a bit of a normalization of it, and it's unfortunate that she sucked her son into the evil life that she was living. But he yeah. was everybody has also got free will and knows right from wrong. Yeah. So, you know, we can only we can only sympathize with him so much because then if that's the case, how comes Kent Kent is fine? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yes. Yeah, so in t- 2014, she dies. Kenny remains in prison to this day, mm. and they also remain. Suspects in dozens of other crimes, but because of insu- insu- sorry insufficient evidence, they haven't had enough to charge either of them.
0: They did that, Shim. They're guilty as far. They, they did that, mm-hmm. Shim.
1: So that is the story of Sante Kimes, and Irene is remembered to this day for her love of life, generosity, and happy nature. And so, rest in peace to her, David Kazdin, and Saeed Ahmed.
0: Thank you for that. That was a great story. Unfortunate death. um you know, keeping up with the Joneses. I've always said this. Mm-hmm. I wrote a thesis about it. Keeping up with the Joneses will actually result in prison time and murder. Yeah, you know, it's so mad. people just want to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm up with the good times. Like, I'm a part of this. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But um, thank you for such a great story. And this is where we wrap it up. Yes, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening and. If you would like to be a guest next week, please be sure to send us an inbox. If you have any crazy stories that A does not incriminate yourself and B does not incriminate others, please feel free, don't be a stranger, to just drop us a DM on True Crime MC on Instagram. Okay, I'm going to repeat that True Crime MC on Instagram. Thank you very much. We love you all. And yeah. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. Bye.